0: The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is December 12th, it's 2018 and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. It would have been better if they made it a 12-game slate, because then it would have been 12-12 with 12 games, but um, we're not getting the triple-12s here. I'm joined by my buddy. It's been a while. Bobby Fye, how are you doing, my friend?
3: Yeah, I can't believe they missed it, too, with all the creative like tournament entries and everything. Like, How did... They, how did not only did they miss the schedule, Like, I feel like they could have made it like something like that, at least with the numbers. But anyway, I'm good, man. Uh, things have been great this basketball season for me overall, and... Uh, I'm really excited about this monster slate. I, 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 we were talking pre-show for a minute. I was saying, like, with the late subs, especially, obviously, not especially, but only on DraftKings. Like, you have to be willing to like commit your night to it almost if you want to really have a chance. If you're playing multiple lineups, and um, it's tricky. It's a uh, late subs are what it's all about on DraftKings anyway. But uh, it, it's just, it's just been crazy uh, these last few days. We, you were mentioning it was like March and. It is, but I think there's a lot you can uh, gain some edge in this, and uh, I'm ready to do it again tomorrow or today.
2: Yeah, you know, everybody knows we record the night before. It's okay. Um, You know, realistically, looking at this slate and knowing what I have going on, and this is what I've been doing for, like, the last week and a half. When I get like this, and I know I'm going to be busy on a slate where I know, like, we look at it, there's – there's a bunch of injury news that we're waiting on. We have a lot, but we're still waiting on some. And a lot of it's probably going to come out after lock. So, like on nights like this, it's a fantasy draft fanduel type of night for me. And I'll just I'll play what I think is right and, you know, I'll call it a day. So, but anyway, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, and I wasn't just saying that because they're a sponsor of the podcast, I do think that some slates for somebody like me who has a family, it, it's better to play on a site that doesn't have late swap. Uh, you know, you, Bobby, you, you could take advantage of you know the edge of late swap, where if I was playing on DraftKings, you'd be taking advantage of like me not being able to, you know, edit my team.
3: So or on Yahoo, that- we should mention, by the way. And there's a lot of value to be gained on Yahoo. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Um, but yeah, there's with late swaps, but, and I, and I do, I have a daughter, you know, but she's older now, so it's a little bit different. And, uh, there, I just, for me, I just, I find there's certain nights I carve out that are more that way. And certain nights I'm more into FanDuel and fantasy draft because it's just been all about late swaps lately, but you can even gain edge in that. And just in the idea, like on fantasy draft and FanDuel, I'm just trying to play the angle of believing something's going to happen. If you believed why I wasn't going to play tonight, that You know, that was good. That was obviously a good angle to take. Um, anyway, we'll get into it as this giant slate goes on.
2: Yeah, the whole quiet thing, hopefully, it's going to work out for me. It's it's off to a good start so far, so we'll see what happens. But, um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. They have a bunch of stuff going on for NBA. They got their last week to qualify for the fantasy draft championship, it's a 777 buy in um so if you haven't already qualified and you're like me and you want a seat and you've wasted or put a lot of money into trying to qualify one more chance to qualify this weekend so make sure you check them out uh we do have a really big slate so we're gonna jump right in Uh, 11 games here we start at cleveland where new york is visiting it's a 215 total um Knicks are favored by two in this game Trey Burke is out. Trezier is out. Kevin Love is out. Tristan Thompson is out. Uh, David Nwaba is questionable. Uh, let's start with the New York side of things. Burke and Trazier out. Um, you know, it's definitely going to free up some minutes. It, it's a it's a really solid matchup with Cleveland. Moutier's price has r- risen. Um, you know, he had a few good games there, and then, like, he had a couple duds. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Knicks?
3: I think this is the wrong slate to get too heavily invested in this game on this side of the ball. I feel like I can make an argument for everybody, but I just feel like we're going to get into more plays as the as we go on. And the Knicks are still going to play like 10 guys. So while one of these guys might, you know, go off for a big game and, you know, I would take a shot with guys like Von Ley or, or Moutier normally, or even Cantor, but Even harder way. I just, but I just don't think this is the right slate to really go for it. Um, Obviously, Knox and Dotson can get hot. Like, it's just, there's a lot of potential whatevers, but it's just not the right slate, in my opinion.
2: The other guy, like, if you're mass multi entering today, like, if, if you're playing a single lineup, I agree with you 100%. It's probably just not the slate. If you're mass multi entering today, I think you take a shot on Cantor. They don't really have anybody to match up with Cantor and Cleveland with Tristan Thompson out. If Cantor plays 30 minutes, which is always the big if, if if Cantor plays 26 minutes in this game, he has 40-point upside, probably even higher than that. So, like, if I'm mass multi-entering today, which I'm not, I would definitely give Cantor a look. Um, and, and then, like, I agree. I just I don't see myself. If Moutier was 4,500 instead of 5,500, I'd have a lot more interest. But we do have, you know, injury news already where we have some really solid value today. So, like we're not going to be in like desperate need of value. Uh, And some of the value comes from the other side of this game.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. And that, that actually makes me more interested in it, but I do think that it's just, it just all feels like a little bit of a reach to me on, on this
2: particular slate. All right. So let's talk Cleveland because obviously with Tristan Thompson out, um, that, that frees up about 30 minutes a night um, already. Kevin love out. They traded away Decker. Um, what are you focusing on here on the Cleveland side? Um, <laughs>
3: this is a weird situation here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's okay. So obviously, I think this is like the fi- finally, like we can we can feel good about playing Larry Nance even at 5700. Um, we have no Tristan Thompson that really killed all of his rebound equity and a lot of the, any usage down low. It clogged the lane up. It did slowed the game down. I I just feel like this, we're going to, we should be able to get more out of them. Uh, Everybody is way too cheap, which does kind of make it like an interesting, it's a very early game stack and there's a lot of good games, but you can do this really cheap and pay for the, all the guys you want. If you want to stack this game with guys like Burks, Clarkson, Osman, Sexton, I think if I'm slanting to any of them, I think like, I think Osman has a really, really high floor and he's annoying to play on this slate, but he, he could like 10 X his price and look bad doing it. Like it's just, he's 4,300. You know what I mean? And the Knicks, I don't know how, what the pace of this game's going to look like, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be slow, slower than people think, but the Knicks can play faster times. Like, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's mostly like, I guess it's Burks and Sexton and Clarkson along with Nance, but I, I'm not like in love with any of the wings. I, I think it's, it's mostly Nance for me. And then do you play a guy like Zizic if he's starting or uh Blossom game? And um, I don't know, man, I'm having a little trouble with it.
2: So the guy that I had interest in was Jaron Blossom game. Um, rookie young, you know, blowout. If this game turns into a blowout, which it shouldn't, it should stay pretty close. Both teams pretty awful. Um, he's going to get his minutes, right? Like, you know, at this point, it seems like they're increasing his minutes. They're they're wanting to play around 20 minutes per night. He's really cheap on DraftKings and FanDuel. You know, when we look at it, the Milwaukee game wasn't that close and the Washington game wasn't that close. But, you know, what type of minutes do we really, you know, predict for him here? Because if we're predicting 20 to 25 minutes, he's cheap enough that we might actually take a shot on him.
3: Yeah, I think he's worth taking a shot on. I just think we're going to get into other spots like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, there should be a lot of minutes out there. I mean, we have to see if Nwaba plays also, which makes a difference. And um, we'll know that beforehand. So if Nwaba plays, I think that that can give us an excuse to, to, to not do this. Um get off This of doesn't, like <laughs> doesn't feel like a slate where you want to go crazy, but I do think like, like, it's not going to surprise me if La- Larry Nance, this sounds crazy, but like he has a ceiling of 50, like higher. Like, I mean, it's, it's there for him. So I don't, I don't mind that, you know? And like you said, on the other side, maybe with Cantor, I thought, I thought too quickly, but like, I mean, you could do a little mini stack so cheap. It's just, I just feel like it's the wrong slate.
2: Yeah. Like I definitely don't like if you're playing tournaments and you want to stack this game, I'm not going to talk you off of it. You can run it back with Cantor and Hardaway, play the cheap guys from Cleveland make it a little four man stack and then you'd be able to fit in studs just about anywhere else you want. So we sound like we're pretty much on the same page here and um, that's really it. Let's move on. We got um, the bucks and the Pacers no total in this game because we're waiting on Oladipo news um, for the last few weeks. You know, he's been ruled out the night before the injury report came out and they're saying that he is questionable tonight and you know, he's been practicing m- more and more. So, We'll have to see if he plays because obviously that makes a huge difference. Um, let's start with the Bucks. What are we looking at here for Milwaukee?
3: I think this is a, just like on this slate, this is just, a, you just fade. So I've been doing this a lot more on our shows lately and like I actually feel like I've got a lot of positive feedback for it. I'm, I'm really not, I'll, I'll mention other plays that make some sense and I just don't want to be the guy who recommends 80 players. You know, on this slate, actually, it's easier to do. But, like, you can't just recommend – I can't recommend everybody. And I just feel like on this slate, I'm going to stay away from everything. I'm going to assume Giannis plays. Unless Giannis didn't play is the only way I have any interest here. I don't really see any reason to go there. Giannis is always fine. If we find out he's going to be really low-owned, you can get him in easily. It's not going to be a problem with another guy that you like. Um, Go ahead. But it's just – I just don't find myself that interested. I do think that Chris Middleton's way too cheap and probably exceeds value on this slate. On this in this game, but I don't know that he'll be. I mean, he's really cheap for him. Um, I still, I might have some interest in him if if Giannis plays, but that would probably be my only interest in this entire game.
2: Yeah, obviously, if Giannis is out, it makes a huge difference. You know, Giannis doesn't play. You're looking at Bledsoe. You're looking at Middleton. You know, you're looking at these guys. But Giannis in there, he's 11 1. It's a tough ask. Indiana, one of the better defensive teams in the league this season, just all around defense. Uh, defense matters still in NBA. Uh, you know, I don't think it matters anymore in football. <laughs> it's been awful. Um, Seattle definitely proved us wrong, though, I guess, Monday night. I guess
3: Chicago- Chicago also kind of did against the Rams. God, man, that was a pretty,
2: that was a pretty big, pretty big statement right there. Yeah, those two defenses so good. Um, all right, yeah. sorry. Well, I'll I'll give the Bears' defense good. I think Seattle just showed up, but anyway. Um, the Pacers side of the ball, I've been playing Miles Turner a lot recently. Um, you know they've kind of given him run when he's able to stay out of foul trouble and games stay close, he's been able to put up at least 34 fantasy points now in four of the last five games. Um, What are you looking at here as far as the Pacers go?
3: So Miles Turner has won me a lot of money in this exact spot the last few years. Like literally it's the weirdest thing. I just, I I had a few of my biggest wins. I think it was like two out of my biggest three last year. And then another one the year before, I think he, he just happened to be on the lineup. I think only like two of them did he have monster games, but I just think on this slate, you can't play anybody here. Uh, I think Oladipo plays and I think Giannis plays. Um, Unless that doesn't happen. And I'm just assuming it does. But even if it doesn't, I just don't find myself like really interested in anyone to be honest with you. (laughs) Oladipo would be my biggest interest and that. I just can't do it on this slate.
2: Yeah. Even if Oladipo comes back, you'd think they'd limit his minutes in his first game back, but who knows? Um, I have a little interest in Turner. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up on Turner, but Turner against Brooke Lopez just sounds so juicy. Like, it, it just sounds so good. You know, John Henson not there anymore. Like, it, man, the Brooke Lopez matchup for Miles Turner just sounds so good. But, you know, there's so many good plays. Like you said, this this game is probably one of my least favorite games. Um, and I've been saying that about the Bucks a lot lately because they just, you know... They're really solid. You know, they have three really good players. Um, you know, obviously they have a superstar with Giannis, but, you know, pricing oh, pricing don't, matters.
3: Don't sleep on Brogdon either. That guy's a really good real-life basketball player.
2: Yeah. So, all right. Um, moving on, Detroit at Charlotte, 219.5 total. Charlotte's favored by 5.5 in this game. Uh, Reggie Bullock is doubtful. Stanley Johnson is questionable. Blake Griffin was out for rest. He should play here. Um, what are we looking at here on the Pistons' side?
3: Uh, I think Blake and Drummond are both definitely in play. I think that I prefer Drummond, but I like both of them. And I don't know what percentage I'm going to end up with because there's a lot of good games in this slate. This matchup could play a little bit faster for them. Detroit's a weird team. They get blown out often enough for some reason every year where it actually makes them hard to, like, gauge because they're actual fantasy points per game in close matchups that are really competitive or there's not foul trouble. One of these guys pretty much always is going to get there at this price and and get there meaning like 50 to 60, like not like 40 to 50. So I like both uh, Blake and Drummond. Um, I don't think that other than a couple shares of Reggie Jackson on this size slate, I'm going to have anything else in this game. But I do think Reggie Jackson is a is a totally fine play. We'll have to see who else is available. But just the Ish Smith being gone alone, I think, really does up his value. I actually think he's more valuable in the situation on the road with the way that things are going. And I think it's going to be a tough game, so I, I like those three. But mostly, it's going to be uh, Blake or Drummond for me.
2: Yeah, Jackson just he continues to be too cheap for a starting guard that playing around thirty minutes a night. So um, definitely don't mind him at five thousand four hundred. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I like Drummond a little bit more than I like Blake today. Um I don't know if I end up on either one of them, but I, I love the upside here. Like the upside is, is tremendous here for Drummond. He put up 65 against Charlotte earlier this season. Um 23, 22, three assists, two blocks, mm-hmm. three steals. He had a massive game. Um so there's nobody like, who
3: can physically compete with him. Like it would take right. like foul trouble or something like that to keep him away from 40 to keep him away from 45. So at his price, like, you have to, like – like like this should be, like, a cash game play to me almost, like, at this price. Because how is he going to end up with less – like, I can't I, – in a, in a normal game script, I can't really see him getting less than, like, 45 to 50 here. I really just – I just can't.
2: Yeah, and if he gets in foul trouble, that's variance. It, it happens. You know, we can't predict foul trouble. We can predict good matchups. We can predict minutes. We can predict, you know, production – can't predict foul trouble when that happens. That's one of the most frustrating things in the NBA, but really, realistically, you just can't do anything about it. Um, Detroit has struggled a little bit with guards this season. Do you have any interest in Kimba, and what else do you like here for Charlotte?
3: Yeah, let me just – I'm just grabbing up a – I think that this is a great – like, I think people, like, are crazy. They got off Kimba way too quick after a few bad games. I still think he didn't. He didn't play well in either of his last two games, in my opinion. He always played. You know, has puts, puts up good games at the Garden. I don't think he played all that well. Um, and he put up 50, and he put up 43 before that, shooting four of 11 against Denver with only 11 shots. I, I just think like Kemba in this situation is completely fine. We don't mind that the fact that there's rim protection because he's not like an attack the rim guy, obviously this team can struggle with these these shooting guards. I think that he's a really strong play if you wanna play him or run it back with the other guys. And <clears throat> you can genuinely play like Kemba and Drummond. And I think you should be looking at like 100 to 120, which should be good in tournaments. And you can add in Jackson there and hopefully it's a 35. And you have a nice like tiny little mini game stack that, that sort of makes some sense here. I know Kemba got phased out of some games, but I don't think it's gonna happen very often in competitive games at home. And he's not going to, you know, keep shooting the ball at, like, 25%. So if he shoots the ball well, like, he could end up just smashing at this price. So I, I really like both sides of this. Just, the only argument you're going to have is there's a lot of games in this
2: slate. Right. And, and like, you know, we, we've talked so, many, so much over the last five years about Kemba at home and on the road. And, you know, his fantasy production this season has come back to, like, he's averaging pretty much the same at home and on the road this season but he's still shooting the ball way better at home. Like he's shooting the ball 48.6% at home and 38.8% on the road. Like that's almost a 10% difference. And the fact that he's able to, you know, stay up and average almost the same amount of points when he's on the road, just kind of gives you an idea of just how well and how much usage and his assist rate being up all that stuff. Like Kimba is just a phenomenal player and at 8,600, you know he's a guy that should probably be in the nine k range. Um, you know, in, in, pretty much all season, but you know he just had some a little bit of bad run. This is a great buy low spot, so I, I definitely like Kemba. Outside of that, though, like Charlotte's kind of a team where, you know, I matchup wise, I don't mind playing Zeller every once in a while. I'm not playing him against Drummond, like no way. Marvin Williams is back. I'm not playing him against Blake. Like, maybe a little interest in Jeremy Lamb, but not on a 10-game or 11-game slate. So, for me, like, Charlotte outside of Kemba is just a stay away.
3: Yeah, to be honest, like, is the best player on this team other than Kemba. I actually think is going to put up, like, around 30 tomorrow, but I'm still not going to play him. Um, I, I honestly don't even know if that's enough, using a center spot for that price. So... I, I, I'm not going to do it. I actually do think the matchup, I think, I, th- I, have, I haven't looked it up, but I think, I thought Zeller had done well in these kind of matchups before. Uh, Drummond gives up a lot of, like, offensive putbacks, rebounds. Like, he actually gives up a ton of fantasy points, and he also doesn't guard outside, you know, 10 feet. So, but it's just not the right slate.
2: If you want to play Zeller, play him on fantasy draft, where you can play up to five centers if you really want to. Like, if, yeah, it's just you're- not the right yeah, if you're struggling for value, maybe like, you know, Zeller on fantasy draft, maybe. But, like, I, I just don't see myself using a center position on FanDuel or DraftKings on Zeller. But, he, you know, he did put up 28 fantasy points in the first meeting against Detroit. He played 31 minutes in that game. Uh, he's 4,400. Um, 28 fantasy points for 4,400 is, is definitely not a bad thing.
3: No, if it was a smaller slate, the reason I was making that point about him is mostly because this is when I like him is against big guys when they actually do need his size. Like that's pretty rare for the way that they play and the way that the current NBA is. But in this matchup, they would actually need his size, so you think the minutes would be upped a little bit. It gives him a chance that double double, which gives you a thirty fantasy point, you know, average basically if he's going to get a double double. Um, so I just think he's kind of interesting on a smaller slate, but not this one. All right,
2: uh, moving on, Boston and Washington. Uh, 214 total Boston favored by two Baines is still questionable Horford is questionable. Gordon Hayward is doubtful. Uh, and John wall is probable. So um, Boston could be without a couple of bigs possibly wall expected back for Washington, which kind of hurts the value that we've been playing with Washington. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Boston side of things?
3: So on the Boston side, I just think you just leave this alone on this slate. Like depend, I mean, I guess it depends on who's playing, but like you really can't play anybody on this slate with their, where they're priced except for Marcus smart. And that would just be like a tournament flyer. That's simply as like, that's it. I think.
2: Yeah. You know, obviously it's going to depend like if Horford and Baines both sit, um, I definitely don't mind maybe looking at like a, a, a Marcus Morris type play. He had a really good game the other night. Um, he had a decent game against Chicago too. You know, it's came down and interesting
3: do. against his brother. We should probably look. I should probably look that one up here because what have they done against each other?
2: Yeah, a little bit of narrative, and they both should play 30 minutes. The know. problem is they
3: love. They lo- they're like, and they share a bank account. It doesn't feel like you're getting the best narrative. I doesn't feel like they're going to go at it after each <laughs> other, and it's kind of a matchup on this giant slate. So I don't think it's worth it. But I, I kind of was. Just, I'm interested in it.
2: Yeah, and, like, with Gordon Hayward off, nobody's getting a massive usage bump. Um, Pulled up court IQ really quick, took Hayward off. And, you know, nobody gets a massive bump. You know, we we do see bumps in this offense when Baines and Horford are off as well. So, you know, obviously, if those guys are out, you know, do you go back to the well on Daniel Thais? I mean, he's
3: 4,600. And the answer is probably like if they're out. The answer probably is yes. Like even on this slate, because there is a ceiling there, and it's it's an incredible matchup. I mean, it's it's against Washington right now. It's like it's basically like playing against Brooklyn, except for they play a lot faster than Brooklyn does. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I definitely get the argument for it. Um, you're getting a guy who like if he had had a you know the game he had two games ago or whatever it was last in his last game, even at 4,600, let's just say this guy would be the mega shock on this slate. Like if those two guys were out. So I don't know, I'm not going to do it, but I, I just think that it's a stay away on this slate, but if everybody's out, I mean, of course it might change my mind.
2: Yeah. They use the, the Boston used interesting rotations um, against new Orleans. Um, I don't know if you watched that game on Monday, you know, they used. Wanamaker, and they used some Robert Williams. Like Williams ended up playing like he twenty-five. And, game, yeah, yeah. It, they just they used some interesting rotations. Like I'm not afraid to take some shots here. If if Baines and Horford are out, like you said, it, it's Washington. It, it's with those
3: interesting up. rotations. Isn't that not worth it on these kind of slates? Like because they play all those, it sort of actually kills the upside of a lot of these you know these guys that killed tice that night because williams was playing so well like on this kind of slate the, to me that makes that would make me only want to focus on the guys who i know are going to get run if the game's close which which you know what, what do you think about Kyrie?
2: uh you know you, you kind of have to like him right uh, honestly it, it really depends on horford and baines like if we're missing two starters like hayward we have his doubtful horford if he's out that's two starters done Like Kyrie's usage um, with those guys off the floor, I actually have it up in front of me, is 23.6%, but it's only 57 minutes, and it's well over a fantasy point per minute. So it says, you know, obviously because it's a small sample size, Kyrie's usage goes down 7% with Hayward, Baines, and Horford off the floor. But again, it's only a 57-minute sample size. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's tough. (laughs) It's a great matchup. Like, we want to yeah. pick on Washington. Like, And this game could potentially fly under the radar with some of the games that we have coming up um, later on. So, like, I don't know. Robert Williams is interesting if they're going to give him run because he's just so cheap. I mean, you have to know those guys that, like, everybody's out, too. Right. Like, I mean, even Kyrie
3: being – this is how crazy it is to me. Like, I think Kyrie being back even hurts him. Like, that's how much – I mean, they, it's just a matter of like every extra body that this team has so many of. And even like they threw in Ojale for a million minutes. Like you just never know what's going to happen. I just don't think on this slate you can really speculate on those guys. Unless we hear like, not only are they all out, like somebody else in addition is out because there are too many guys to play except for the the Kyrie idea I think is interesting. Like this is a ceiling type environment, right? On the road, you can get a competitive back and forth game. And play the other side of it, like this is the ceiling type of matchup, like for him, Um, especially if those guys are out. So Kyrie is the guy I'm most interested in personally.
2: Yeah, and like you know, Kyrie being back is certainly going to hurt some Marcus Morris usage. But to note, he had a 27% usage rate the other day against uh, New Orleans. Like he had a really good game. So you know that is a really high usage. Now the uh, the ultimate scenario, Bobby, would be. Horford sits and Baines plays, and then we know exactly what to do.
3: Yeah, and the Morris-Morris thing, I don't think I want to get it. I I feel like I remember it hurting me in the past. I'll look it up probably later on. But I I do think that that's – I'm just not going to do it here.
2: (laughs) It's tempting. (laughs) It is tempting. Um, Washington side of things, John Wall is going to be back here. You know probable to play uh, obviously it's the nba anything can happen but it's a seven o'clock game we should have the news if wall's back um we're not looking at rivers we're done playing those two value guys santa um sat ran risky or whatever the heck his Saturansky. name is satarinsky yeah whatever uh, i'm looking right at his name and i was still saying it wrong for some <laughs> reason but anyway um the other interesting thing that's kind of popped up is Otto porter You know, he popped up on the injury report uh, with a knee possible injury. Um, You know, that would free up some value. But if everybody plays here from Washington, what are you doing here with the Wizards? Uh,
3: I think that it's so weird because I'm I'm the biggest Bradley Beal. I love Bradley Beal as an actual basketball player. So I always – and I I think he's a great fantasy player too, like if you look at him in the right way. Yeah. He's an intense – like, this team is terrible defensively. It's not because of him. It's because everybody runs a high screen and roll, and the other guards aren't quick enough laterally, especially when John Wall's in. They're much better defensively with Satoransky or Rivers in there. Um, So with Wall in there, that's partly another reason why I like Kyrie because he's going to end up on him by accident. They'll screen him just to get him freed on him. But I think it's only Wall, honestly. Um, I think Beal is going to actually be the one who does most of the trying to track Kyrie. And I think it would be Wall just at this price, knowing he has a ceiling. But I don't really think that I'm interested in anybody else.
2: Yeah. The only thing that kind of worries me about Wall is the heel flares up in the first half and he doesn't come back in the second half. That, that's the only thing that concerns me. Like the price. And can
3: really hit against
2: point guards. Yep price tag is very intriguing 8400 but uh, uh, yeah. honestly i think washington probably going to be a stay away f- team for me if porter sits um if porter sits that might actually help beal i i don't know uh, i i really don't know like if porter sits maybe Ubre. but
3: it's a trap with uber it's for me i always the same thing when john walls out this is what made what helped me win the other night also was that i i played kelly Ubre a ton and no one played him they don't realize that Uber is direct correlation. He's never good when he's in the starting lineup because he's never good with John Wall on the court. With John Wall off the court, the opportunity for there for him is there. And I, I just don't think you ever play him with John, while John Wall. John Wall's playing. He might have one of those games every now and then, but for the most part, it's just never. He's never the same person.
2: Fair enough. Are we done with Washington? Anything else you want to bring up? I think so. No, I think we're good, man. Brooklyn at Philadelphia, 221 total here, Philly. Favored by seven. Brooklyn, obviously, the vert's still out. And then on the Philadelphia side, Jimmy Butler is doubtful. Um, what are we looking at here on the Brooklyn side?
3: Um, I think that you just stay away in this spot. Like It's, it's not a good matchup. It's not a good situation. Uh, it's, it would be D'Angelo Russell or no one. In this case, it's just no one.
2: I feel like I say that every day. Like, for me, for Brooklyn, it's Ben D'Angelo Russell or nobody pretty much all season. I actually love him in this spot. He's, well, he's We usually
3: been... like Jared Allen. We're Jared Allen guys.
2: We're, we are Jared Allen guys. The Jared Allen against Embiid doesn't sound... No, it's not a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, D'Angelo Russell is averaging 48.5 fantasy points in two games against Philly. Now, obviously, it really came... In the last game against Philly, um, he played 34 minutes. He put up 28 shot attempts in that game, ended up putting up 62 and a half fantasy points. He showed us his upside in that game. You know, anytime anybody's gonna shoot the ball 25 plus times, I'm interested. I like Russell here. I think he's a really interesting tournament play, but I'm kind of biased. I love D'Angelo Russell, I just love his usage. It's way up with Levert off the floor. And seventy five hundred for a guy that has upside to get me like six or seven x is always fun.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think on this slate, I'm just going to avoid it. <laughs> um, like, completely I understand
2: about, why. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just, I
3: just think it's just a complete stay away for me in Brooklyn. But I could, I totally get the the play. Like, I just am not going to do it.
2: No, Jimmy Butler. Assuming that doubtful turns into out. Um, you know, anytime we get a doubtful tag, it's usually. And out, especially when it's a groin, he wasn't able to practice Tuesday. So I'm assuming he's out. All right. So, you know, you kind of talked about Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler, really, really interesting here for me. We know what the minute floor is going to be. We know the upside is certainly there, um, you know, with no Butler. I think the other guy that kind of benefits maybe here is McConnell. He's 3,500. He's super cheap uh, across the industry. Um, We know know he's going to play a few extra minutes here, you know, Outside of that, though, like, I, I don't think i play Simmons. I don't mind Embiid. I definitely like Chandler and McConnell as the cheaper options, but we're not really missing anything right here on Philly, are we?
3: No, I think I I, I like McConnell, too. I actually can't believe I, I didn't think about that at first. Um, let me just see, because I know Schmidt played, but I know he was a little bit banged up. I just want to see how many minutes he played in the last game. Um, he still played 22 minutes. So, yeah, I think McConnell is definitely a good a, – a, a like uh, sort of off-the-board value that you can definitely use here. I don't think he's going to be popular either. Like, but he's 3500 He could 10x this price. Like, He really could.
2: You know, I like 10x. It's always like <clears throat> ringing in my ears. Um, <clears throat> never going to complain about that. Portland at Memphis. We have a 215.5 total. Memphis favored by three. Only injury news that we really have here. I didn't hear anything come out of Portland after their game on Tuesday. So I'm guessing everybody's going to be good to go. Yeah, um Conley's questionable. That's the big news that we're waiting on here. Um, obviously, that would definitely dictate a lot on the slate as far as value goes. Uh, what are you looking at here on Portland? Nothing.
3: The only play for me would be like, no,
2: I'm not going to play anybody on There's I'm, nobody. You could say it. It's, it's fine. There, there's nobody on Portland on a back-to-back going into Memphis that we like. It, it's perfectly okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I just was trying to make sure. But, yeah, it's – I like the pricing of some of the guys but I just don't like the matchup so I'm ten yeah
2: right yeah you know they they tough they loss against well. Houston on you know on Tuesday and then you know go into Memphis like what a what a back to back for Portland um on the Memphis side if Conley plays I really have no interest like Marcus Alls minutes have kind of taken a little bit of a a, a downgrade with the signing of Jaco- Joaquim Noah um I just if 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 Conley sits, I'll play Kyle Anderson, um, but that's about it.
3: Yeah, I think that you can probably play Kyle Anderson anyway. Um, I think that he's, like, safe and there's upside. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with playing Kyle Anderson here. So, yeah, go ahead and feel free to use Kyle Anderson in all formats. And other than that, I don't really have interest in anybody. I don't really care whether Conley plays or not. I mean, if he doesn't play, Anderson's going to be popular but I'll play Anderson anyway. So I think that uh, the only difference it really makes is like, obviously you can play Sheldon Mack then.
2: Yeah, Mack would be the value. But honestly, I think Conley plays. Um, He's been questionable for like a month. I still Um, don't mind
3: Anderson though. I think it's a good matchup. These guys have been really struggling against wings.
2: Yeah, he's cheap. And Anderson's a guy that can handle the ball. So I definitely don't mind. I mean, he just put
3: up 57. (laughs) He's
2: 4,200. Like
3: we should know, hey, there's at least some sort of ceiling. You know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey bobby i think that's better than 10x <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is
3: forget that was,
2: these that 10X guys that was fun on friday outside of the golden state milwaukee game oh still still tilted
3: oh don't even get me started i just needed a, a regular game out of Steph and Giannis to win the big one and
2: that bothered me yeah i had i had played kyle kyle anderson on every lineup that i built so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um okc in new orleans 232 total okc favored by two Peyton is out. Miratic is out and Etwan Moore is questionable. Uh, let's start with the Thunder side of things. Like, is this a spot that we try to pay up for Westbrook?
3: So Westbrook and like AD, they're probably uh, of the basketball players. They're probably each other's best basketball playing friends in the NBA. Um, I don't know how you want to take this narrative. Like, Westbrook was the one who AD credited last year when they said, since you you know, since I think it was the All Star breakup last year, um, they said, you know, you've been the best player in the NBA and it was over some stretch of games and by this measure and all this. He said, what, what, what happened? He said, I talked to Russ and he said, just play like me and that's what I'm doing now. And it's true. <laughs> it's uh, Anthony Davis and Westbrook is the conversation in this game. There's enough value out there. You can play both these guys. I think I'm going to avoid it like for the most, I'll have some shares of, especially Westbrook, but I'm not like extremely excited about it, to be honest with you. Like the price is right. Um, There's value out there. I Actually, think Paul George is sneaky in a good spot. Westbrook's been more, it's funny because you wouldn't know it necessarily by his numbers, but he's actually been more like deferential overall this year and getting other people involved. He had those big 70 games when they're in trouble. Um, if they're in trouble here, again, the same thing's going to happen. A great pace environment for them. Um, I just don't feel like I love it so much. I know I keep saying this about every game on the slate. I'm I'm really in love with one game coming up, but I don't mind a mini stack here with those two and then even playing holiday on the other side. But I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk about this side yet because obviously if it was one guy we we're definitely going to play. But I don't know. I, I just, for the Westbrook part of it, I like it. I don't know for sure that that's how I'm going to end up building, but definitely he's going to like, he's going to put up 60. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it.
2: Yeah. I I don't know what to do. Cause I actually like this spot for Paul George too. And I never say that. Like I am the guy that talks bad about Paul George every day, but I actually, I, I like this spot a lot for him. It's a, it's a really, it makes a lot of sense. Paul George makes a lot of sense in this matchup. Um, Westbrook makes a lot of sense in this matchup too. Um, I don't really like anything else outside of that, but the guy that kind of is flying under the radar here that could be really sneaky. I don't think I will end up on him, but Dennis Schroeder, if he plays 30 minutes against new Orleans, we know he's going to shoot the ball at least oh, that's a great 12, call. That's a great 12 call. to 15 times. So I, I think Schroeder is really interesting. Um, his price is kind of, you know, skyrocketed down and I don't know if it necessarily should have, like he's put up at least 29 fantasy points in four of the last five games. And his price came down every game.
3: And you know what? The one game he didn't was when Paul George went completely nuts and scored 25 in the fourth and Westbrook went completely nuts and scored 32 between the second and third. So like, what was he supposed to do in that game? So yeah, like absolutely great call. Dennis Schroeder, definitely a really, really, really strong play
2: um we're playing julius randall right like that's like yeah. like there's no doubt in my mind i'm clicking his button right next to his name like he, he, no tick. we know he's gonna play 35 minutes in a close game um who are they gonna match up against him like adams will get ad but like who like who's gonna be on julius randall uh jerry and grant good luck buddy or jeremiah grant
3: uh, you know, what's funny is that actually when they had this matchup, like Adams did a terrific job on him when he was in LA, obviously it's, di- it's different now we're going to play him. Don't get me wrong. But if you find out that he's going to be like 60% owned on this slate, it's big enough where you can pivot other directions. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously he's a phenomenal play in all formats. If you're playing cash, you should just, you shouldn't even play any lineup without him. Obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, I like him. I, I don't know if I'm going to go anywhere else except for maybe with like a little Russ Davis Randall stack maybe, but I I doubt it.
2: Yeah, that would, you know, be tough, tough to fit in, you know, even with all the value, but you know, Julius Randall, Drew holiday, Anthony Davis, the biggest bumps. Um, just, you know, all these guys average a, a lot of fantasy point per minute without mirror tick on the floor. Obviously it makes a ton of sense. Um, I really got nothing else. Like, I'm not going to play uh, I'm not going to play Solomon Hill or any of these other cheap guys. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense on a slate like this, even if each one more sits. I just – I'm going to play the guys that I like in this game and be done with it.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, and this is not going to happen on this slate. If this was a three-game slate like tonight, I would be saying play as much in Erlin's Noel as possible, but I'm not going to do it here.
2: I love that guy. I love – man, he – I wish Billy Donovan played him more. um atlanta at dallas 223 total dallas favored by nine um jeremy lin is out prince is out spellman is out um and then on the dallas side dsj is out but dirk is questionable um could play maybe dirk um let's start with atlanta obviously with all these guys out you know it frees up minutes but is there anybody that like stands out to you here for Atlanta?
3: I don't mind taking another shot on Bazemore. Um I think since Prince has been gone, he only had that – no, this has only been the two games. So he's he had 43 and 35, 5,500. Uh, I'm not, like, in love with it. I do like uh, – I, I like sh- like wings who can shoot against Dallas. They give up a lot. of. They really have trouble struggling defending the three. So I like Bazemore's upside, but I, I don't know if it's the right slate to really play any of these guys on the – Atlanta said, again, you could, you could make an argument for a lot of them. I just I don't really find that I'm going to put a lot of them in my lineups on this slate.
2: I think you can make a lot better case for Bazemore. He shot two for 10 from the field and put up 35 uh, against Denver. Like he was super active. Like this guy is very, very energetic. Um, and the fact that like he's going to play 30 to 35 minutes in this game, like 5,500 Bazemore is still, I, I still don't think he's priced high enough.
3: I agree with you, actually, now that I think about it. Um,
2: Like, he's going to get assists. He's going to go get rebounds. Yeah, I'm I'm with you now. And then, like, you added in. Like, you even were like, yeah, they struggle with guards that shoot the ball. Like, ding, ding, ding. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, it's just about him being hot or whatever.
2: Right, Um, it's super risky. Bazemore can shoot one for 15 from the field. That's Kent Bazemore. But, you know, 30, 30 to 35 minutes for Bazemore with no Prince is, is definitely something that we need to know. And no Lin either. Like, there's plenty of usage too.
3: It's worth it to real, to also notice in, the, in these games, like, DeAndre Bembry has actually been just as good for his value. And he's not – I mean, he only played 19 minutes for some reason in the last game. He put up 38. Um but he, the game before, he struggled kind of in 27 minutes and put up 28, and he's 4,300. I'm not going to play these guys on a slate, but I just – I'm not going to play – well, not these guys. I'll play Baysmore, But Benbury is like – I'm just saying it's yeah, it could be interesting. Along, and, again, like it's just those minutes for Huerta. Like he's not shooting the ball nearly enough. That's the only thing that's annoying. Um, but 3,600 when you're playing 30-plus minutes every game, 35 minutes – against another te- again, a team who can't guard any shooters. They're just sort of like an interesting off of some of the other value plays.
2: Yeah, and like the, the interesting thing about Brambury is he's a bench guy. Jeremy Lin's out. Jeremy Lin was the usage guy off the bench. Like, it makes a ton of sense. Like, Bobby, I, I talk about this all the time, and I, I know we've talked about it before, but I love bench guys that have high usage rates. People don't like to play them i'm willing to take a shot on the guy that's going to play 25 minutes compared to a starter that's going to play 35 minutes where i'm going to get a 10 percent usage bump off the bench and nobody's going to be he's going to be a, a third of the ownership so i I love bench guys so i like the brembury call um I, I think he's really interesting for his price um still prefer Bazemore, but if i get into the pinch at that price tag i definitely don't hate it um dallas side of things You know, with with no DSJ here, I'm going right back to the well on Jalen Brunson. Um, You know, he played really well against Houston. He looked really good against the Magic. Uh, uh, The Orlando forgot they even were in um, Dallas the other night. That game was so awful. Um, But I I think Jalen Brunson with um, no DSJ is very interesting here.
3: Yeah. um, Very scoring independent and still has played extremely well to have put up the scores that. like I feel like I don't want somebody who plays that well to get those scores. I want him to play want those to be thirty fives, but I get it. Um, it's Atlanta. I, I, I yeah I get and that that part I definitely get, but I actually think like this might be the first time all year on a full slate that I would recommend playing Luca.
2: Luca is such a good real life
3: basketball player. He's amazing. He's he's legitimately having one of the best five rookie seasons. Maybe that's – no, probably one of the best five in history. It's
2: it's really good, yeah.
3: I mean, look at these – the thing that's crazy is in the last game, he played 26 minutes, was two for 11 from the field, and he put up 35 fantasy points. <laughs> and that was because they blew out Orlando, your your boys, unfortunately. Oh, they like, looked awful. He's not had anywhere near his ceiling type of games yet. And I think that last – that game against Orlando that was an opportunity for him to – he shot the ball poorly, and they were up by too much for that to actually come to fruition. But even if he kept shooting the ball poorly, like if that's a normal game that's competitive, he's going to put up forty now, a fifty. I mean, this is an Atlanta team. Like you, you know, you've got Smith in the way usually there for him. I'm just saying, like, I wish Barra was out too, but I think that Huntish was is is a, an interesting play.
2: No, I, I I completely agree. Um, I like Luca a lot here, and like. You can make a case for Deandre Jordan. I don't think I would end up with him here. You can make a case for Wesley Matthews. You can make a case for Harrison Barnes. It's Atlanta. They're really bad defensively. It's going to be a massive pace-up spot for Dallas. Um, this game is in Dallas. I always typically like will agree with the home team pace, but Atlanta's going to push the ball. Like they're not going to play Dallas's pace here. They're going to push the ball. Um and lucas averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute in 290 minutes without dsj on the floor this season like he has a 26% usage rate like that those are all really really solid numbers so um completely agree with luca outside of that like like i said you can make arguments for these guys it's just it's an 11 game slate it's it's tough to you know end up with those guys in your lineup
3: yeah, it doesn't feel right on this slate maybe because you have to go through every game, but like I do still think that Luca has like a fifty plus in him in this matchup. Um also they did trade him away, so,
1: <laughs> oh, that that so
2: that's so true. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true. Um you don't want me? I'm gonna get my triple double. Like he would have triple doubled against Orlando. Um, oh yeah. Like, without a doubt. Like, man, he made Vooch that pass between Vooch's leg as he was kind of like falling down. Oh, oh that was amazing. So dirty. Miami at Utah, two ten total. Utah favored by seven. Whiteside still out. Tyler Johnson probable. Everybody else good to go. Um, we've been playing Bam a lot. I've been playing Bam a lot. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that you've been on the Bam train as well. Tough matchup here against Utah. Do we continue to play Bam, or are we? Or is this a game that we're just kind of take off?
3: He was on my lineup that almost won the nine dollar like last night um, on FanDuel because nobody played him over there because. The price, but I um, will I think that it's okay. The problem, what what bothers you about Bam when you're sweating a game down the stretch and he doesn't come back into the two-minute mark in the fourth quarter after leaving while well, having a monster with four minutes to go in the third because Kelly Og has got it going. It's still a tricky situation to like – I think he's still definitely a strong play, but I think the ceiling is capped a little bit with that – kelly o run like unless he really had it going and kelly was struggling like i don't know man i'm i'm just i don't think i can do it on this slate necessarily i'll probably have some shares but i don't i don't know where i'm gonna end up here
2: this is a spot like in the past that like kelly o gets the run to because they don't really have anybody that can go out to the three-point line and guard him like this is a spot like kelly o might actually be an interesting tournament play if you want to take the risk but Honestly, like I've been playing Bam. I think Bam's always a really good play with Whiteside out. But I think I'm gonna take my my Bam points I've been getting and kind of walk away in this spot. And hopefully, maybe Whiteside's not back for the next game.
3: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. Actually, this is a really good uh, spot. I want to say that like Utah's defense is garbage right now. This is one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA at the moment. We got to get rid of what we think about the past until they figure it out because they haven't. Um, I, I want to attack it. I just don't think anybody's, like, at the right price or in the right spot exactly. To, I guess that, you know, it's just not the right slate for taking a shot with these Rubio guys. Or I, I'm just not going to do it. But I, I want to, like, have interest in this game. And, I honestly, the one guy who I'm probably going to end up playing – is going to be Winslow, just because I think what we're seeing is real with him. And I know Drogic has been gone and coming back at certain points. With Whiteside or Drogic, and when they're both out, it's it's great. Um, I thought James Johnson was going to cut into it. It kind of did for a few games when they were figuring it out. But he's just killing it right now. We've got to play this guy, right?
2: Yeah. Right, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, like ten X is priced three games in a row. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, the only thing that concerns me about Miami here, like, I, 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 I'm not a huge Vegas guy, but I respect. Like, when we have an implied team total of 101.5 and their season average is 108.1, that's a 6.6 decrease. Like, I usually like to be where they're at or above where they're at. Those are the teams that I usually like to target, and like. You know, Dallas is a 5.9. Like, they get the biggest bump from implied total today, like, on their season average. And, like, for me, it's just, like, the heat. The heat worried me here. They, it just – I agree with you. Utah's defense, not as good – as it's not Utah Jazz for the last few years. It's Utah Jazz 2018. But I'm just – I'm a little concerned because not only that, but, like, everybody's starting to get healthy for Miami too.
3: Except for Whiteside. And since Whiteside's been out, they're playing at a fast pace – they're play, they played their three best games of the year, including a three point loss to the Lakers. Those are the three best games they've played all year. So maybe we're seeing a different Miami right now. like I'm just saying it's it's certainly worth speculating on a guy like Winslow at 4900. I think you can get so there's such a high enough upside where I'm going to take that
2: shot. Oh, I don't disagree with you on Winslow. I love the upside at 4900, but to like the pace, like they've played Orlando, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers. those are not necessarily you no know, slow paced teams.
3: Phoenix is not play very fast, but
2: yeah, I understand what no, you know, No, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, though. Like,
3: yeah, yeah, I agree with you,
2: yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like Winslow. I, I agree with you on Winslow. Uh, it's just like everybody else is just... I wouldn't be shocked if Kelly Olynyk has a big game here. Like, this is a type of matchup that I think he could have a big game.
3: Yeah, it's just... I think it's the wrong site for it, but I totally agree with you.
2: And then, like, we go to the other side. Like, nothing really, like, stands out to me for Utah. I love playing Rudy Gobert. Nobody likes playing Rudy Gobert. I love playing him, but... I don't know if I would end up. He had a really good matchup. Um, he had a really big game the first time that these two teams met. I think Whiteside played that game, but like I, I just don't know if I could go to him here. And I, I love playing Rudy Gobert.
3: I actually think he's like a, a pretty sneaky good play here. Um, he it's a say different. That. I
2: didn't want to play.
3: <laughs> 7400, and I, know. I mean, if you can't, you can't look at game logs, like first of all, he had the toughest matchup in basketball against Stephen Adams the other night. Still in 21 minutes only because he was in foul trouble. Put up 35. Um, San Antonio, that was the game they were they were sort of like he wasn't getting any workload on the offense because they were trying to shoot threes and come back. Um, the San Antonio previous game they blew him out in 29 minutes. He had 43. If the game stays close like and it's competitive, like I'm just I'm just saying like there, there's a 60 plus ceiling with this guy. We've seen it before. Um,
2: Good by low spot too.
3: Man. And same thing with like all of the, I mean, they're all too cheap. They're playing Miami as if they're like Miami of last year defensively. And this is not the same defensive team. So I, I mean, they're all in play. Like I, I don't think, I don't know if I'll end up with much of them, but I definitely think that, that Gobert, Mitchell and Rubio, especially like definitely at least deserve a mention. Oh
2: uh, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. Like what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I just, I don't know if I end up there, but it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I love playing Rudy Gobert. Like it's such like Whiteside went for sixty in the meeting where they played in Miami. um, I think it was like two weeks ago. So, man, it's a it's a spot. Like now, I'm really considering Rudy Gobert. But all right, moving on. Before I think about it too much more, Minnesota at Sacramento, two twenty eight total. Minnesota favored by two. Um, Covington is probable, and everybody else is good to go. It's a game with a really high total. Um, what do we like here on the Minnesota side?
3: Um, the Minnesota side, I think that it's it's a little bit tricky because I honestly think that, like, on this kind of a slate, the best play would probably be Derrick Rose or Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I just don't think at the same time on this slate that you can really get there. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's just – I just think that it's a game I want to target. I just can't figure out – exactly what to love from the uh the minnesota side i mean it's 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 tricky a little bit towns' price makes it tricky and you know i think you can play him though i actually think there's a ceiling because they play so fast in sacramento that you probably can play him and rose and get away with it i don't think i'm gonna have any interest in anybody else
2: yeah do you think rose's minutes kind of go back down though with covington coming back
3: i think it all depends on circumstance like if they're if they're, they're they're trailing and they need someone else to help them bring bring them back in, it'll be him again. Like, I mean, the game against Portland was because you know they needed someone to do something offensively. He did take 25 shots in that game. In this kind of matchup, Derek Rose can get to 35 like in his sleep in 25 minutes. Like, it's such it's going to be so so quick. Um, so if the, if you're saying there's going to stay competitive, I certainly like those guys. Um, but i don't know if this is the right slate. i know i've said that about a lot of games but i still have a list of 30 players on the side so hopefully um i don't get too much grief for for saying that but i i don't want to love every game. this is I, I don't i like the game actually environment but i i don't think that i'm going to get, you know, crazy with anyone except for Rose and Towns.
2: Listen, my job as a host is to point out things. Your job as my guest and, you know, you tell me exactly what's on your mind. Don't worry about like yeah. our listeners Listeners of the morning grind are awesome. Every single one of them. Um, every single one of them that said I shouldn't play Kyle Lowry today in the comments say they're all awesome. Yes, I'm calling you out, whoever you were. It's just because I want to have fun with you. But, um, you know, realistically, on the Minnesota side, they get the second biggest bump in pace on the slate. You talked about it. Like, you know, Dallas gets the biggest bump, they get the second biggest bump. And I want to like something, Bobby. I really do. And without paying up for Cat, I just don't love anything. Like, Teague is a little interesting here with this game being so fast. He's a little interesting at 6,100. But, like, he's a guy that, like, has a floor but hasn't shown us many, like, ceiling games. Yeah, I don't think you can play him on this slate. Man, I accidentally – so I took Bobon out of all my teams um, today when I decided that I wasn't going to go that route. And I forgot to switch my fantasy draft team, and I would probably win the tournament if I switched. Like my team is so good, I have a Baca oh, um, and all these guys. It's. I
3: mean, I hate to. You, you might get a Boban. Might get there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he just checked in, so like, just give me like ten points. There's a one guy that he's, in he's, front he's of already me. got
3: six fantasy points. I think in like a minute. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> or like five in two minutes? Oh, uh-huh. no, he's got more than that. He got seven.
2: <laughs> Keep going, <laughs> Boban. Um... Take it's down that insane. tournament.
3: <laughs> oh my god, Ibaka. your old boy Mabaka went off tonight.
2: I know, he's going crazy. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to like distract us. But um the Kings side of things, like what do we like here, you know, as far as the Kings go? Um, you know, face of Minnesota, this is a game that you know projects to stay close. What do we like for the Kings? I
3: just think that there's only like okay, so Willie Colley Stein, I think, is a really is a really solid like interesting play i'm worried about the minutes i think that bagley is really good um and he's cheap enough to where i think he's probably worth taking a shot on but i think that the i think i'm just gonna like keep this really simple and look at just regular individual matchups the numbers are a little bit skewed darren fox will create his own pace all the time the ceiling is way too high for us to keep ignoring this guy he should be in the 8k plus range I just think that they haven't – they're just figuring it out now in Sacramento. He's the one constant. I, I think we're starting to see those, those monster type of games from him. Uh, I love De'Aaron Fox, and I'll play him in this matchup. It might look bad on paper to some people, but it's actually an excellent matchup for him. I think he'll uh, he'll put up somewhere between 40 and 70 tomorrow.
2: Wow. Yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the Fox call on the upside certainly. I like Bagley too, man. That guy is – he's legit. Like he's legit. Like let let him get back from this little bit of a back injury, but um yeah, you know, he's he's certainly legit. Um outside of that, like you know, buddy healed is always a, a tournament flyer when you're making a lot of lineups because he has upside to get you forty plus when he's shooting the ball really well and he's gonna take his shots, but um it's all I got really for a game that hasn't such a massive total, I think you can kind of play like three or four players from this game and you don't have to really go down.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much on the same page. I, I think that it's, Oh, I got to mention the Bielicha revenge game. If it was in Minnesota, I'd feel a little better about it. <laughs> um, he's 3,900 man. Like even with Bagley back, like, uh, probably the wrong slate. I just thrown it out there. Maybe if you're just playing a late slate or something.
2: All right. Last game on the slate Toronto, Golden State, no total waiting on the Kawhi. Um, massive injury news, but um, <laughs> let's start with Toronto. What are we looking at here uh, for the Raptors, who are beating the Clippers by 31 points um, with going into the fourth quarter? Without Kawhi? Without Kawhi. Uh, well, I
3: think the thing we like the most from the Raptors is Kawhi. <laughs> I love, I love, ding, Kawhi. ding, ding. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Kawhi in this spot. I love. I actually think I love Lowry. Like he's not going to play
2: the fourth quarter tonight. Um, play, but he can't shoot and he can't score anymore. That's what people were telling me today on Twitter.
3: Play either of them. Who cares what happens? Yeah, this. Oh my god, I cannot believe how people. are We live in the most over hyper reactive society. It's ridiculous. But I you can't I really have like a couple guys.
2: bad games in a row, Bobby. It, it's just it's bad. Like. <laughs> You know, obviously, a professional gets paid millions and millions of dollars. Forgot how to shoot, doesn't want to shoot anymore. Um, I, I got some really good ones on Twitter today. It was, it was, it was good times.
3: That's pretty ridiculous. Um, I think I it's awesome.
2: I love when people like say stuff. Like, it, it's fine. I, I don't, I don't let anything really bother me. I'm a pretty outgoing and understanding guy. And like, if you have something you you want feedback from me, that's fine. But um, when you when you think a guy just is going to stop shooting. It's just, that's just not, that's not
3: good. Yeah. I'm with,
2: yeah, I get you. Um, anyway, sorry. I, no, I, totally,
3: <laughs> I, totally, I totally get you. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think that it's really just like those two for me, mostly like, I don't mind. It's the wrong slate for Valanchunas taking a shot where this guy, I have no idea where his minutes are coming from ever, but um I don't think I'm going to place the Yakim on this slate abaca's going crazy tonight i think that you can look there like these are they're all fine i just i like this game but mostly i'm focused on the two the two main ones lowry and DeRozan. i'm sorry lowry and uh, leonard and uh that's pretty much my main interest from the toronto side
2: yeah i am sitting in sixth three and a half Ooh. points back with lowry sycam um abaca and bobon in the fantasy draft tournament the 25 dollar tournament so like I needed Holy. this game to kind of stay close, <laughs> but I'm hoping like Boban just Wait. goes out there and gets me like. Yeah, 10 Boban points.
3: might get you there. How much? <laughs> yeah, was he on? So
2: uh, it? he's twelve percent, but I don't think oh, anybody in front hard. of me. Yeah, nobody in front of me. Oh, one guy in front of me has him. So but anyway, um, you know, other side of the game, I... Golden State is so good, and there's just so many good pieces. Like, there's such a tough team fantasy wise, but somebody's going to ball out in this game.
3: Yeah, I think you just bet on Curry because he's the only one with a real ceiling and big enough to like help you on these kind of slates, in my opinion. Um, I, I think Durant's fine. Like, I, I don't like the matchup, obviously. Um, actually, you know what? The play may be Draymond. He's just too cheap. And the pace is going to be really fast. I think it's Draymond is the best play on their side obviously the thompson it's draymond thompson and curry only and it's in that order for me
2: draymond makes a lot of sense. Draymond,
3: curry then thompson excuse me
2: he came back and played you know 29 minutes in his first game back like they steve kerr is not going to bring these guys back unless they're ready they're playing for a championship i said this yesterday or the day before they're playing for a championship everybody else is just playing you know to make the playoffs so um uh, obviously i think draymond 66 that's a good call i, I like the draymond call um 6600 makes a ton of sense for draymond um all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here um looking for our favorite game you know to go over or under
3: favorite game to go over or under um i don't know what's the spread on the golden state toronto game do they do they have it there is no spread because of all right the... i'll take i'll take yeah they're playing right now um, I'll take the over on the whatever that ends up being.
2: All right. I'm what was take... the
3: Minnesota-Sacramento spread? I just out of curiosity.
2: Uh, it was two twenty-eight. Okay,
3: I'll take that one actually as the over. Sorry.
2: All right, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to take the over in Dallas. I like it. Uh, give me your favorite play under five K. First look uh, to go seven X.
3: Favorite play under five K to go seven X. Um, oh God, we named a few of them that I really liked. So I'm gonna say kind of a a, a funny one. I'll, I'm gonna go back to the. I like the McConnell idea.
2: <laughs> All right, oh, I like that one. Uh, I'm gonna take Brunson. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm obviously making a trend. Uh, I really like this Dallas Atlanta game. So um, I like Brunson. Um, favorite play over 8K, not to get 5X. Uh, who's busting here? Um,
3: I'm going to say, God, it's it's weird because I actually look at each of them and I kind of, I think people would say the guys like Lillard, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, gosh, (laughs) I guess I'm going to say for, no, I, wow. I really actually like everyone. I can't believe I actually do. Um, I guess I'm going to say Giannis.
2: That's one of the ones I was looking at. I usually, like, Paul George is my go-to for this answer, um, but I obviously can't take him today. I am going to take Ben Simmons.
3: I like it. That makes sense. I mean, even without Butler, I think that's a bold is, one. But
2: his price is just really high. It's high. Um, favorite 6X play? I know it's a first look, but give me your guy that you're looking at for 6X today. I should like Ben Simmons.
3: Um, okay, uh, my favorite play for 6X is... I'm gonna say just cause we just talked about him. I'm just gonna say that the Draymond Green thing. I think that I think he gets 6X like easily here.
2: Yeah, I like that call. Uh the more I think about Draymond, the more I like really like it. So I like that call. Um, you know what? Give me Dennis Schrodair. I love it. I love that call. I, love, he's a, I like.
3: He's. I think that was a great. I'm glad you pointed him out because I sort of overlooked him at first.
2: Well, I hope it doesn't like burn us in the face now, but <laughs> you know, nah, I nah. definitely, um, I definitely think I'm gonna end up playing him. I, I like him a lot in the spot, and I just don't see him really being highly owned. Yeah, I'm with you. I love it. All right. Well, I'm gonna go root for Bobon to get me two and a half, or yeah, two and a half more points, and hope that for some reason they bring side cam back to get me 0.5 to pass the guy that has Boban in front of me. And, um, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday, Bobby. Always appreciate you joining me, man. It's always fun to have you on. Uh, love your, love your output. I wish I would have listened to you about Gallinari, um, when you were pointing out that it was on the in the chat earlier today. Um, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.